0: Okay, so welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meets. I'm here with Kizzle from Express Yourself Like Man. Thank you for being here. Thank you for creating a platform for men to be vulnerable and like still be men, but be vulnerable. Well, let's start off with this listening letter. We always do that first. And then we'll Mm -hmm. get into who you are, your story, and everything like that. Express yourself, Black man is a community, it's a resource, it's a platform. It's Mm -hmm. just for men to heal, correct? Right, 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 right. Um, A safe space, quote unquote. So it says, dear Penny, me and my really good friend are in love with each other. We started okay. off as, as genuine mm-hmm. friends. I, I,
1: like, I like it already.
0: But mm-hmm. after some time, we both are realizing that there is more there. The problem is he has a girlfriend who was and has been like his high school sweetheart, you know, loved his life type stuff for years. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says he loves me and, of course, her. And he's really stuck in a hard place. Question one, can people be in love with two people at the same time? And what should I do? Because that's genuinely my friend. Yeah. You go first.
1: Okay. Can people be in love with two people at the same time? In love. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between love and being in love. I can love you, but that doesn't mean I'm in love with you. I always think of in love as like, I would really die for this person. Mm -hmm. Like I would really give them everything. That's how I think right. of love, like being in love. I love them regardless of what the situation is, regardless of how we end up, whether it be a relationship or not. That's how I think of in love. Can
0: mm-hmm. you be
1: in love with two people at the same time? Potentially, probably.
0: Right, because probably. if you're saying um, it, doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not. You might be married, but still have love for somebody, you know.
1: Right, but that's or, what I'm saying. Or like, be in
0: love I, with them, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying, right? Like, So I feel like in love is definitely different than love. I don't personally know if you can or can't be in love with two people at the same time. I think the more interesting part of this scenario is the fact that he's in love with a past, Mm -hmm. you know, person or girlfriend or Mm -hmm. partner. Right. So I think that's the problematic part, because if you're trying to move forward with somebody and be in a relationship with somebody, you're saying you're in love with this person who happens to be your longtime friend but you also have an ex that you're saying that you're still in love with. To me, as a man, that communicates that you have some unresolved feelings towards that person, and you shouldn't really be moving forward in a relationship with somebody else. Because at any point in time, what if they say, man, I want to make this work?
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: what are you going to do? What's going to happen?
0: And also, it kind of gives, you might be, you know, some people are kind of like tied to just like their comfort zone or whoever mm-hmm. that person is. Mm-hmm. Although it's mm-hmm. kind of like tied to the fact that we've been cool for years, you know, you know, those are right. of friends or that whole loyalty thing in a sense. And it's like, if you have found the space and kind of grown apart to even allow yourself to fall in love with somebody else, that's something mm-hmm. that you need to explore as to why that's actually happening. But I have mm-hmm. been seeing this a lot lately, whether it's on the internet and even like with friends men speaking on the fact of like being not, in love with multiple people or staying with one person or you know there's an energy here there's energy there like that whole talk has off, mm-hmm. and that kind of comes into play when I look at this because obviously there's something in both of these women that he mm-hmm. is finding and is, is attaching himself to attracted to so mm-hmm. it brings up that whole topic as well
1: let me say this too I feel like you can be in love with multiple people but there's only one person in my opinion right that is right for you to be with
0: Yeah. You get what
1: I'm saying? Right? Like, I could be in love with you, but we could just not be compatible. I have a friend, Amani. She's a marriage and family therapist. We collab on a lot of different things. We talk about these things a lot. She made a post talking about compatibility or incompatibility. Mm -hmm. And she was explaining this. One of her most engaged posts at this point Um, is pinned on her IG. Mm
0: -hmm. Her
1: IG is Amani.intouch. And so basically what she's explained is that, like, just because you love somebody and just because things feel good when you're with them doesn't mean that you guys are compatible. I could be in love with you. You could be terrible for me. And so mm-hmm. I'm pointing to that. I'm saying all that to say, like, you can be in love with multiple people, but I don't think you can be compatible
0: with all with the, multiple with,
1: people, right? Exactly. Like, like, to, I think, to
0: actually build a life with all of these people. Right. right. Build a good life while being your best self, like both of you guys.
1: Right. Exactly. Because right. there's a lot that goes into building a healthy relationship having a healthy mm-hmm. foundation, building a family, all those different kind of things. I think a lot of times as guys, not just people in general. We don't really think about these things enough. Um, right. and we go based off of the vibe and how we the feel, feels. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, right? And then we're like, I'm in love. Let's just, just make it work, right? And then right. we don't think about all the different things that come as part of that, right? Like you have mm-hmm. so many different trials and tribulations that come as part being part of a relationship or being in a committed relationship, so... It was a woman that. that yeah, a right? woman,
0: okay. yeah, about right. her friend. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my advice to her would be make sure you know where his heart is in terms of like his commitment. Um, I won't even say his heart, where his mind is. Yeah. His heart right now is in kind of two different places. Where's your mind?
0: Yeah. Right? Because
1: when your heart is in like these different places, you need to understand where you want to go, right? You could be in love with multiple people, but what are you trying to do? Right? So does he have a plan? If so, how does he plan on executing that? Does that match and align with where you want to be and what you want to do?
0: Like ask those questions instead of those like the logical like type of questions.
1: Yes. Let's get to the logical part. Right. Because right now you're trying to assess whether or not you should continue to move forward in a direction towards like a relationship. I want this person to kind of slow down and really just take a a view of the landscape and understand the situation and Mm -hmm. get as much information as possible so you don't get yourself caught up in a three-way relationship. Right. Uh, because that's what it sounded like. It's going it to end up about being... sounds to get a
0: little messy. Le- yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. For sure. And yeah. I think
0: that's one thing that I think a lot of women, they're kind of like, oh my God, we had such a good time. The vibe was this, it was that. He was saying mm-hmm. this, saying that. But then it's kind of like crickets after a while. And it's like, Maybe you you guys don't align when it comes to like his goals, his dreams, his like day to day, like you're a vibe. But Mm. and I guess that's like the vibe versus the wife. I don't know. But it's also like if you're just vibing with somebody in the beginning, how do you even dive into those questions in a sense? You know what I mean? I
1: mean, you got to. Here's the thing.
0: Right.
1: Man, I think we make dating so much more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, To me personally, like I was on another podcast. We were talking about dating and just how our whole generation thinks that dating is so difficult and you can't find the right man or right woman or whatever the case may be. I just think we don't ask the right questions and we don't ask questions Mm. early Mm -hmm. and we don't ask questions often enough because it's just, oh, take me on a date, pay for the date. Oh, the vibe was cool. Like, okay, cool. What's he doing? Like, what's up? What is she doing? All right, the vibe was great. All right, great, cool. I'm glad you went out on a date. Anybody could do that, right? And I feel like we set the standard so low for men that a man can take you on a date and just be chilling. And it's like, damn, that date was great. And you don't even know a damn thing about this man. Yeah, know, later, a lot of
0: times it's like men aren't really doing that. I've seen it in myself, friends, when yeah. they are getting taken on a date, like they take that so serious because, you know, men, men aren't even really do doing that. that.
1: That is so sad. Like, a <laughs> Honestly, like why is it that our standards are so low for men that A man taking you on a date and just y'all just having a good time means, like, he is committed to me.
0: He could just be like, (laughs) yo, you know what, man? She cool.
1: She cool. You know what?
0: Or or I'm bored.
1: Exactly. I'm bored be the worst. Right? the
0: worst.
1: I don't do that. I don't personally do that. I never really did that when I was dating. But I know guys that do.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying? So it's like, don't just assume because y'all going on a date that it means that he's committed. Ask these questions. Like, yo, what's up? Right. Mm -hmm. you know and just be straight up as and as men we understand like Mm -hmm. being straight and direct that's how we communicate with each other we probably be a little taken aback if a woman does it but we're not gonna not understand right and i hate to generalize but i'm generalizing right but we're not gonna not understand that direct level of communication right right any man that's serious is gonna appreciate that and communicate what his vision is if i'm taking Mm -hmm. you out on a date and i'm like damn i really want to mess with shorty and you ask me in the date like yo what's up what you want I'm like, oh shit! Like I got black. Like like, okay, tell
0: you, like, like, yeah, it's it easier because like, because y'all kind of try to ease into it and kind of like try right. to assess
1: because we the don't
0: because exactly. you don't want to go go too hard or like whatever. Mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. fear rejection on y'all's end yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, fear rejection is a big thing. Man. So <laughs> just being direct and straightforward, asking a few questions can solve a lot of problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's up? What are your intentions? You don't even need to ask like, what are your intentions? Like that. You can just be like, yo, what do you? want out of this right like are we just going out on dates is that that what you want to do are you looking for a relationship or Mm -hmm. like what's up let me know right because right then and there now you guys have set what the expectation is and i think a lot of times we have this thought process in our community that don't set expectations don't set standards you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment right i disagree completely once we come up with expectations now I can hold you to what we said. The expectation was so. And if once that doesn't it falls, happen, we can
0: assess the situation, figure out what's going on. Exactly, we have a direction. We know where we're
1: exactly, going. Exactly. Very exactly. True, right. Very true. You get what I'm saying? Now that we know that it's not going in that direction, I can make my move and go and do what I need to do. Versus, mm-hmm. it's not going in that direction. I'm like, man, maybe it could be going in this direction. I'm playing myself, but I don't really know because y'all never even had the conversation. Yeah.
0: You know what
1: I'm saying? Right? Very, like, so mm-hmm. just be straight up. Just ask. Yeah. Me. They don't gotta wait a certain number of dates. You just be like, "Yo, yeah, listen, it's you like, going out? I don't even really know you like that. What's up?"
0: Yeah, it's a valid question. If you really don't <laughs> know, like, it's a very valid question. What are we it's doing? Like, what am I doing here? Like, this is the time out of my day. Like, what's up?
1: Exactly. That's so very once you true. hold yourself to that standard, you force people to hold you to that standard.
0: Yeah, well. I think even girls are scared of what that answer is. What yeah, if, because
1: y'all want to be wild, it's like you're chilling.
0: Yeah, you chilling. Know. It's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what? <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, but. I don't like to be sitting here and assuming and trying to figure and
0: right.
1: puzzle pieces together after the date and all that. Like, nah. Glad I got my girl, because I don't got mm-hmm.
0: time for all this. Yes, I glad like, I saw <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. She's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the problem. Well, dating is all up in here, too. I want to get into your story. I always ask my guests, who were you? Who are you now? Where do you see yourself when it comes to your platform? Just mm-hmm. period. So basically, in a sense, it's kind of like, how did you even get here? Like, what's past, your story?
1: Past, present
0: uh-huh and what do you see mm-hmm.
1: so 2017 I got into mental health advocacy after dealing with my first real heartbreak mm-hmm. right and I was in a relationship from 14 to 19 we we ended up going to college together I followed her to college and in college the relationship started failing and I'm just, like trying to figure it out I'm trying to piece things together I just don't understand like what's going on and we just at odds we arguing all the time we just can't Seemed to find common ground on certain things. And then we ended up breaking up. And so I was 19 at the time. I'm dormant. I'm in Delaware by myself. I'm not with family. The only girl that I really knew throughout all my teenage years, my developmental years, we're not together no more. So Mm -hmm. it led to like this period of depression because in my mind, I'm like, damn, I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah. I really don't know who I am because I spent so much time and energy being in a relationship. Like I really almost lost it all because I went through depression, and then suicidal ideations. Mm. And I had never been that kind of person where I had suicidal ideations, not wanting to be alive anymore. And that's when I realized I needed to make a change.
0: Can we pause right there for yeah, a second? Yeah. Whenever people um, just, you know, say suicide ideations or things mm. like that, I always want you to like describe down, if you can. Like, is. I know what it is, but in a sense, like, mm. what did that sound like? What did it look like? If it might be triggering for you to even go there. No, no, no it's not you know? triggering. Mm. But just so when triggering. other people have them and they're not sure, you know. It is.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So suicide ideations for me look like this is the perfect way I can explain it. I had a friend I was talking to at the time. And I remember telling her, I was like, yo, if God came down right now and he asked me, do you want to stay or do you want to go? I'd have been like, bro, let's go. That's a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Let's go as and take me right now. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. done on earth, mm-hmm. right? Those are suicidal ideations, right? I didn't have, I always say courage. I know some people are turned off by by using the courage word, um, but I do think, think it takes a lot of courage to actually go through with suicide because you have to really say like, I'm done. And right. act on it. I'm not condoning it at all, right? But I do think it's important to acknowledge that. So I always say I didn't have the courage to actually go and do it, but at the same time, I did actually think about it actively multiple days out of the week, multiple weeks out of the month. And so that's how I classify my suicide ideations. I really mm-hmm. just didn't want to be alive anymore. And for me, it was, I don't want to actually do this, but I really don't want to actually state Dude. in this state that i'm in you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah that's what it was for me at that time and then that's when i realized like yo bro this is not you i was yeah. so depressed that i didn't even remember that there was a time where i wasn't depressed before Wait, even you didn't though you remember
0: the, what like your mind was so quiet you I don't remember what it felt
1: like I, I didn't remember what it felt like to not be depressed like, like that was like your
0: state of being
1: yeah that's how depressed i was i remember being in the crib just thinking like damn bro like
0: what was it like before this? Like, I don't
1: even like, I've been in this so long and this feels so like natural now that I don't even know what it feels like to not be in this. And then that's you, when were, I started- Are you
0: Googling? Like, am I depressed? Like, were you, you know? Uh,
1: nope. And that's, okay. that's the reason why I love giving signs and tips and all these different things on the platform. And we'll get to that and like how I got into that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because at that time, I didn't even think of therapy as an option. I wasn't Googling if I was depressed, anything like that. I was just thugging it out, right? So I got to a point where I was like, yo, you're having suicidal, I didn't even call this suicide ideation. I just thought I didn't want to be here, right? I didn't have the language to identify what was actually going on, but I knew I had to make a change. And so for me, it wasn't go to therapy, it was grind my pain away by learning a bunch of different things. Take my mind off of what I'm thinking about by thinking about different things, which is like learning new things. So I learned graphic design around that time. I learned website design. I just dove into YouTube university and just started looking up stuff. Mm-hmm. Picked up Photoshop. Oh, Were you I working? Photoshop. I was in school. He was school, in
0: school, so, okay. Yeah,
1: and I was still maintaining 4.0 during that time. People think that just because you have mm-hmm. good grades mm-hmm. and you're doing what you need to do, that everything is good. I'll go to school. I'll smile. i would smile, I'd be straight. Come back home, be crying on the floor. Can't stand it. I can't stand to be alone. And so what ended up happening was at the end of 2017, I started feeling a little bit better. And I started something called the Kizzle Brand. And the Kizzle Brand is a project aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. And so I started the Kizzle Brand because I knew that in our community, we don't talk about mental health enough. We didn't talk about depression enough. I felt like I was at a period where I felt comfortable enough talking about my story. And so that's what I did towards the end of 2017, just told people about depression and what I was experiencing, like the stages and like how I felt, all that kind of stuff. But I still hadn't actually done the work to heal. Right, Mm -hmm. and because I hadn't done the work to heal, I wasn't aware of like my unhealthy attachment style and like my need to like be in constant relationships. And so in 2018, I hopped into another relationship because this unhealthy attachment style, right? Mm -hmm. So I hop into this new relationship, and I'm noticing these red flags, but I'm just not putting two and two together.
0: What were the red flags?
1: Okay, the two red flags, two big. I'm a details
0: person, but yeah. Yeah, No, 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 no. you're right. right.
1: I wanted to get married, and she didn't want to get married.
0: Mm. That's
1: one. And then I want to have kids and she did not want to have kids. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Right. And the reason why I call these red flags is because these are big decisions in a relationship. Right. Like I can't do these things without you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to do them and it's something that is very core to who I am as an individual. Why are we in a relationship? And if we're still in a relationship, it's either I'm conforming or I'm trying to change you. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So now that's a red flag because I should not be conforming unless, you know, we compromise. compromising. Right, but you years. can't like abandon
0: day. yourself and who you exactly. are what you want.
1: I'm not going to conform on a huge thing like having kids and getting married. And I'm not also going to change you. And so what ended up happening was 2018 to 2020, I'm in that relationship. I'm still doing a Kizzle brand. 2020 happens and pandemic happens, right? So what I used to do with a Kizzle brand is I used to go out to different organizations. I would hold workshops and we would just talk about like, you know, how to tie a tie, business etiquette, how to be successful. And I would talk to mm-hmm. kids from like ages like five to 18. I'd go to different organizations, boys and girls club, high schools, and I would do that. I couldn't do that in 2020 anymore because of the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, I found out that she cheated on me. Yeah. So when I found that out, I'm like, damn, bro, like, why was I even in this relationship for this long, bro? Like you got friends that just can see things that you don't really see.
0: And my mm-hmm. man was telling me,
1: like, yo, bro. He would just give me little hits, like, yo, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, just a little nuts, like, bro, you sure?
0: stuff, like, I don't know about this. You know, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. You know what I'm saying? Nothing hateful or anything like that, but just like, yo, bro, you sure? And I'm
0: like, nah, bro, we good. Mm-hmm. We good. It's like the guy's way of, like, having your back, although it's very subtle, but yeah. Right,
1: right. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was, and I would always shrug it off and say, like, nah, bro, we good, until I found out that she cheated on me. And so that took me down this rabbit hole of just not trusting women, thinking all women are evil. And after mm-hmm. that happened, I was like, yo, I got to get in therapy, bro. Like, it's been three years now since you actually experienced depression. Now you got cheated on. You done had another failed relationship before this. Like, bro, come on. You got something going on. That's what I right. t- started telling myself. I'm like, yo, bro, you got some kind of problem with woman, bro. Like, it's just straight up facts. Like, what's right. going on? And then that's when I realized, like, okay, let me get into therapy. Also, my relationship, I knew a woman was kind of fractured because I had this thought process that women are evil, and I never had that before the relationship. And so, when I got into therapy, I just started learning all these things about myself. I'm like, yo, therapy is dope. This yeah. is great. Like, I'm like, <laughs> everything's like making
0: a, sense.
1: Yes. A exactly, superhero. I was like, yes, I can, I can
0: attack this thing called life now.
1: Facts. Facts. Yeah. And I could go through things, I'll write them down, and I'll go to therapy and I'll talk to my therapist about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, bro, how the hell was I living without a my therapist?
0: Mm -hmm. right like
1: not on some codependent stuff but just realizing like yo this is really an advantage and so i'm the type of person once i learn new things i always try to break it down to somebody and always try to encourage people to take steps to learn more and you know and be better versions of themselves and so i went on my personal ig and i would just start talking about all the things i was learning in therapy Mm -hmm. and that led to one of my bros saying like yo you should start a podcast bro and at first i was telling him like bro i'm not doing that that's too much work because I'm the type of person, when I start something, I got to be very thorough. I have to do it. I can't just have
0: I to. see. I see you did it. You know what it. I'm
1: saying? <laughs> yeah. no, I'm no, exactly. <laughs> I, exactly, right? I have to actually do it, right? And then I didn't really feel like I wanted to do it because when I started a Kizla brand, a Kizla brand never took off. You go look at the, the IG, it doesn't even have more than 900 followers. And it mm-hmm. didn't have more than like 750 before I started expressing myself black, man. So I didn't feel comfortable starting something new because I just thought it would never amount to anything because I had started stuff before and it never amounted to
0: anything. Right. So I you're was kinda, like, you know what? You're kind of discouraged.
1: Exactly. I was right. like, you know what, bro? I'm going to just do it. Don't matter. This is going to be for my kids. I'm going to give them these podcast episodes as a way for them to learn lessons in their yeah. adulthood. And the podcast turned into me just making posts about things I was learning and just addressing Black men. And it has taken off into this beautiful community. And now we also have Safe Haven, which is our private healing community, mm-hmm. we low cost therapy in there. We actually have that on wait list because we have we've kind of filled the slots for that. And then we also have like a medical concierge service in there. Right. We we'll hold each other accountable. All the content that you see on IG is really just watered down the content that's put in Safe Haven. So right. like the full versions are actually in Safe Haven with like expanded details and we have conversations about it. And then mm-hmm. IG kind of at this point gets the minimal minimized versions that are easily consumable or easy for people to consume
0: mm-hmm.
1: um really quickly on social media. So
0: I have questions for all that in, in between there. What I really loved about your platform was it's not just you talking, 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 it's resources, it's yeah. like actual tangible things that will help these men, you know, a whole safe right. haven and things like that. You're not just there to hear yourself talk like a lot of other you know
1: first of all i don't even like social media like that to be honest
0: yeah, me neither i don't That's really why it's kind of like hard for, yeah that.
1: and two i always think of things and i'm a solution-based person i can't just sit and talk 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 about things i'm gonna bet don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. then i want a solution and so i always think about things that way and so whenever i try to address problems in our community I don't want to just sit and talk about how much of a problem it is because that's not doing anything for anybody. That's just recycling trauma. We can do that all day, every day. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to actually get to the point where we can eradicate the trauma Mm -hmm. because that's a completely different conversation. I think a lot of times in our community, we get used to just recycling trauma and just talking about trauma all day, every day, without actually getting to a point where we develop exactly. and implement solutions. I've never wanted to be that kind of person. And I didn't want the platform to be that. So I'm right. glad you see it as a solution a resource, oriented a community.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to be.
0: So you said that like you just start to feel better. Yeah. Around, sorts. Like, what what do you mean by that? Because some people don't ever start to feel better.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I had situational depression, situational and kind of functional depression. So situational depression is depression that's onset as a cause of something that actually happened to mm-hmm. you, right? So that could be like somebody dying. It could be that you may be getting robbed or you losing a relationship. So in my case, it was uh, obviously us breaking up. What people say is like clinical depression is a chemical imbalance, right? So right. that kind of depression is not something that kind of easily goes away from you just thinking it's about Changing your
0: environment or it changing your system. Right.
1: So that's why we got to get better about our education on these topics, because yeah. a lot of times I'll see people give like broad advice for dealing with depression and they'll say, yeah, I'll just do this, you know, focus, go to the gym. Workout. out,
0: work <laughs> out <laughs>
1: Eat some bananas and you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, bro, what? what are you talking about? Like some people really have chemical imbalances, like. Nah, bro. You need to go to a psychiatrist and get. Yes. And medicine is okay. Yes, exactly. Go get your prescription and figure out what you need and take Mm -hmm. your daily doses or whatever it is. So for me, I had situational depression. It was lesser than clinical depression. And so once I started taking my mind off of it, which is not a solution that I recommend to people because you're not actually dealing with what's actually going on. I started to think about other things and I started to get hope. Because I was like, oh, OK,
0: life. This is life. Right. Like the door starts to open up a little bit. Like you got peace right. of it and you were able to walk right. through.
1: I was journaling a lot during that time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how therapeutic it was for me. But it was. It was therapy. I would literally write blog posts about what I was dealing
0: with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And
1: I would also do gratitude journaling. So I would like three things I'm grateful for at the end of the day, every mm-hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And I did that for like, maybe like a month and some change. There's three Mm -hmm. things I'm grateful for, end of the day or start of the day. That's how you reframe your thought process on life. Mm -hmm. And that started to also help me to feel better about what I was dealing
0: with. I do want to speak on, um, so as somebody who, like, my mom dealt with depression, I have as well, and medication Uh is what helped me, like, see the door, like, open the Mm -hmm. door. I'm not on anymore, but literally it's like, in a sense, for you, I feel like it was kind of, like, situational. So it's like the door Mm -hmm. was closed sometimes, but sometimes it was open, so you had that hope in moments. So I do want to explain to people that sometimes... You don't have that hope at moments. The, yeah, the door yeah. is shut and it's dark. And right. sometimes you do need that medication to be able to see what's on the other side. Because like you said earlier, you kind of forgot what it was like to not be depressed.
1: Yeah. You kind of get yep. stuck
0: in that just so we can like, you know, differentiate those two and both of them should also be considered in a sense.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you broke that down because a yeah. lot of us don't do that enough. We don't speak mm-hmm. on medication being a solution. Especially yeah. Black
0: people, which I understand like, we don't really trust a doctor like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we have we, and we have a lot of reasons too. So I don't want to ever like undermine like that whole thing where in a sense of like our environments, like our own trauma, like that needs to be thought about too. It's not that easy. Yeah. So I don't want to yeah, undermine yeah. that either.
1: Mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So how has your relationship with women changed post-therapy and post-your-healing and going through your journey?
1: It's changed yeah. completely. The reason why the reason why I'm smiling is because
0: <laughs> you really cheesed up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. It's changed completely. The reason why I'm smiling is because I always think about women are evil, and when mm. my girl and I first started like dating, that was affecting our relationship at that time because I didn't trust her, right? Like, so I didn't want to talk about money. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to pay for. You didn't things. open up. And I didn't really want to open up about different things. I'm just like, man, this girl, like, these oh, women be cheating. cheating. They yeah, nah, that, nah, that's really what I was thinking in my head, right? Like, yo, these women be cheating. So it was rubbing off on her and our relationship. And I how had did to you really... see
0: that in her? Like, how did you notice? Like, he what told was... me straight up. Oh, okay. She you was, was like, yo.
1: Yeah, that's why it's important to be emotionally intelligent and be... I'll I also agree. caveat it with this. The woman that I'm with now, my girl now, Naima, That's the ex from fourteen to nineteen, so we ended up. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the big.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, I just broke
0: That yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, now go ahead. Mm -hmm.
0: Wait, this is the ex that like.
1: Not the ex that cheated on me. That's crazy. Okay,
0: no, but the one who you moved college for that Mm -hmm. whole thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mhm.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah, Yeah, fourteen to nineteen, we ended up breaking up. The love was always there. I was so insecure as a kid, man like Mm -hmm. i was just mad insecure that was also part of my attachment style right so i was anxious and insecure and what we call it is like overthinking i was overthinking quote unquote about the relationship and thinking that she was going to end up leaving me and all these different things but really what it was is that i was so insecure about myself that i didn't feel worthy of love and being in a relationship and so that rubbed off on her i was Mm -hmm. trying to control her and all these things man and so when we were younger I was super controlling, super insecure. And that's what really ended up leading to the breakup. So when we talk about, like if we want to circle back to your question, how did your relationship with women change? It changed completely because I'm more secure, I'm more confident in myself. Because now I understand who I am at my core. I don't need to control a woman at all because at the end of the day, she's either going to come back to me and even if she doesn't, that's not a reflection of me, it's a reflection on her. If we made a commitment to be together and you step out on me, that's not a f- reflection on me. Like right. that's, that's what you it's decided you. to do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So but it takes really
0: healing to realize that because if you're in healing. that insecure space, is you're gonna be like, okay, what's wrong with me? What did I do, like, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff? Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: you can't take on that burden. Like, don't get me wrong. There's always self-reflection that you need to do after every failed relationship, right? Mm-hmm. If your partner was that, if their needs weren't being met, you should also understand, like, there's gonna be maybe some resentment or whatever the case may be. And you should understand like how you can move on and do better in your next relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. But you should not take on the responsibility of holding your partner to not cheating because that is not something that they should be doing point blank period anyway. Right. So you saying, damn, I can't believe that they cheated. And this is the reason why they cheated. Cause I wasn't doing this specific thing and blah, blah, blah. Bro, stop. Just Stop being so fucked because I already did that. Mm-hmm. I've done it for you. You don't need to do it. It's not going anywhere for you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to help you to heal. It's just mm-hmm. going to make you feel even worse about yourself. Somebody mm-hmm. cheats on you, that's not your fault. That's them. I don't mm-hmm. care what you did in a relationship. Unless, mm-hmm. you, unless you was cheating, too. Oh, yeah,
0: okay. That. Now that's... You
1: know <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Come on now. Come on, you wild, right? But right. if you wasn't doing all that, there should be a conversation that needs to be had hmm so, so, yeah, that's my thought process on it. Right. My, my relationship with women changed completely.
0: Completely, uh, because you're more secure in yourself and more confident. Like you know.
1: And it's not even just being a secure in myself. It's me understanding myself on a deeper mm. level. Me also being emotionally intelligent to understand my partner. Right. So now I really get my girl now. I understand when she's going through certain things and I know when certain things are happening, how to move and 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 speak to her and communicate with her effectively versus man, you shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, yada, yada. Like, yo, bro. Right. Yo, damn, bro. Like, that's your, <laughs> yo, that's that's your girl, bro. Like, mm-hmm. relax. Right. And that's how it was when I was younger, too. I was just mad, like...
0: Like, like mad butt with it? Like, were you... I can not even imagine yeah, that. I'm, I was
1: a little bit of an asshole in the sense of, like... And I didn't realize how much of an asshole I was. It's just certain things that I would say came off so rude, in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to her, and I'm just expecting more from her because she's my girl and I want more from her but the way I'm saying certain things is not making her feel good about herself one of the examples that I'll use is like she came to me about asking for feedback on like an essay that she wrote in college right and I'm reading the essay and I'm just like I can't believe you would yo why are you write like yo damn you wrote like this like what the hell and I'm just boom 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 yeah. criticism, criticism 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 no emotion no like Nah, it's all good, baby. You could do this. Like, I'm not even... We call it sugarcoating it, right? That's not sugarcoating. That's learning how to uh, communicate effectively. Right. right. That's learning how to take in other people's feelings and understand that people are sensitive about the things that they share with you and making sure that when you give criticism, it's received well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So it's, it's just certain things like that. It's tweaks that I've made to understand like how to communicate better with her and really mm-hmm. just sitting down and listening because... Man, we could have a whole
0: conversation. Right, now, I feel like we're going to have like a, a part two. I already know there's a part two happening. Okay, so that brings me to the question of, I do see a lot of men, like their insecurities project in like the craziest, they manifest in the craziest ways. Yeah. And a lot of the times, the women that they're dating or dealing with, or even like sisters, moms, like they get the brunt of it. So yeah. I want to know, like, how have you seen those projections manifest in a sense? Because most of the time it's like, y'all are insecure like that's really yeah, what it is but exactly. it comes out in different ways so what have you yeah, seen yeah. and what are some ways for women to recognize that and not take that on themselves yeah, yeah. right
1: that's it. a great great question mm-hmm. um i can speak on me specifically how do my insecurities manifest in the relationship so i spoke on this earlier i was bad control like mm-hmm. when i tell you you can't wear this. You can't post pictures like oh, this. Oh,
0: okay. He was like, I, okay.
1: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one of the biggest signs that there's insecurity, right? I know there's going to be some people that listen to this, but I was like, man, I don't want my girl wearing a bikini and she's going to key food or grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, right? Like, we talk about extremes. There's, there's certain standards that you need to set, right? Like, my girl's not going to be out here. Wow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't need to tell her that because I communicate that in other ways and we already have those kind of conversations so it's not like I need to tell her every single time she's going out you can't wear this or when she's going to a party you can't go to that party because I'm not comfortable with it what the hell what do you mean
0: what do you mean you're not
1: comfortable with her going to a party
0: why not like, why is it so strict? Are
1: you my dad? Like, what's going on? Exactly. Like, no. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Once you start thinking, are you my dad? <laughs>
0: like, yeah,
1: no, I'm, I'm so serious. Nah. There's, there's a problem with control. Like, for, for sure. Real, there's definitely a problem with control. So it was a lot of me trying to control her, because if I can control her, that means that she still listens to me. If she still listens to me, that means that she loves me. Mm. If she loves me, that means that I'm lovable.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you really start doing the work and unpacking the layers you start realizing what it was. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what it was for me. If I can control you, you're listening. If you're listening, you love me. If you love me, I'm lovable. I won't be alone.
0: Like, that can be in all different ways. It can go from, like, even just manipulation in a sense or kind of just Mm -hmm. having women where you want them, not going the distance, but having them where you want them because, like, let's say that you're dating someone, right? And it's okay. You know that you like them, but you're not getting too close, but, like, not trying to get your heart broken type stuff, but having them where you want them. Does that yeah, make
1: sense? That, that makes sense. I would say okay. that's more of an avoidant personality.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. So
1: anxious is more like, oh, you want to be with me? Yeah, let's go. Let's make it happen. Right. right? Avoidant is like, damn, I fake want to be with you, but...
0: But I'm scared. Yeah, I,
1: don't really, yeah. I don't really fuck relationships like that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna mm-hmm. to keep
0: going back. But it's still also a sense of insecurity. It is
1: insecurity, though. though. It is insecurity. It just
0: manifests it, it, in a different way. Is,
1: yes, it manifests in different ways. So some people get avoidant. Some people get anxious. What we're um, really talking about right now is attachment style.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: honest, yep. everybody should know their attachment style. If you don't know your attachment style, learn your attachment style. Yeah, and I
0: have an episode on that, so y'all go oh, back to that one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely plug that. Yeah, in. break that down because that'll give you a lot of insight on how you are as a person and how you date, what you look for, what you'll be looking for, how you can heal, all these different things, so that you're not repeating cycles of like, quote unquote, toxic relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do you think that, like, how can women recognize that I, okay. in a sense? Yeah. And address it in a sense right, as well. All right,
1: right. So here's what I'll say. And I mentioned it before, a couple of things, right? So like for me, it was controlling. So once you start feeling like he's stepping a little bit too hot, asking you to do certain things, not even asking, but more so making a request and feeling entitled to you behaving in that way, that may be controlling behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be careful to understand, like, the difference between like leading effectively and controlling. Right. And I think a lot of times us as men, like we think we're leading by telling and demanding. And that's what's called dictatorship. I make certain requests of my girl if there's certain things that I want. Right. But I never have to. Yo, go do this for me. Mm-hmm. Like, or you're not allowed to do this. Don't do that. Or can't go here. You mm-hmm. can't wear this. Blah, blah. If you want to wear something wild, we're gonna have a conversation about it for sure. And for what's
0: sure. crazy is like a, like an insecure woman will look at that as like love and care. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. oh like he he cares about what I'm wearing, he cares yeah, about yeah. what I'm doing, he cares about this, so he must love and care for me.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no.
0: that's, no, that, no, that's no, not no, the no, case.
1: No, he may love and care, love and care for you, but that's not how love should be communicated. That's not how mm-hmm. love should show up. It shouldn't be, I love you, so I'm going to control you. I love you, so I'm going to let you know, I'm going to let you do what you want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm going to communicate effectively how I feel. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is, right? And then when I communicate how I feel about things, it's up to you to then make a change if you want to. And if you don't, then it's up to me to move based off of your behavior. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think we get it confused. We're just like, nah, do this and be this person for me right now. And it's like, I mean, Penny, you can't be anybody else but Penny, right? Like, And I can communicate what I want as Kizzle, Mm -hmm. right? And then we can then figure out how that works. But it can't be this person for me now because this is what I want. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the biggest signs. Another thing, like I talked about, is the avoidant, right? So Mm -hmm. if he has a fear of...
0: I'm like, mm-hmm, um, I, projection. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm you guys are,
1: Yeah. It's right. These things are, and I'm going to talk about this. We have the Healing Father Wounds webinar this weekend. So I'm going to be talking about attachment style. So I just like setting you back up on it because I have to mm-hmm. the presentation. But it's really two things, right? It's two dimensions, right? It's intimacy and it's individuality. And these are really the two dimensions that we need to be paying attention to, right? So if their person is like super uncomfortable with intimacy, that means that they're probably avoiding and they may have an avoiding attachment style and they need a little bit of help, right? Mm -hmm. That means that they're probably super comfortable with individuality. They like being to themselves, right? If they're super comfortable with intimacy, that means they may be anxious, preoccupied, like insecure test, right? That means that they really want to be around you. They crave relationships. They crave that love. Mm -hmm. So when they don't get that, it's a problem.
0: That means they're uncomfortable.
1: Right, they're uncomfortable with individuality. I can't be alone. I can't be to myself. That's why I hopped into a new Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I gotta be with somebody like, whoa, I'm alone. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now I need to, serial I don't feel I need to right. Yeah, out. I need to figure out who the next person is. Right. So those are two big ways in which we can identify attachment styles in people. And I think that will help you to figure out how insecurity is playing out. And then there's another one that's like disorganized, which is basically both. Like mm-hmm. they kind of live in a contradictory yep. state. So they're both like uncomfortable with individuality, but also uncomfortable with intimacy. And so mm-hmm. kind of they like sway back and forth between the two in a relationship. Some people can be disorganized. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and all of this basically like is from your childhood and like and the way that your caregiver cared for you and how yeah. you kind of coped with that as a kid. Right. Half the right. time we don't even remember those things. No, well, we don't. All the time. Like, we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It's on a subconscious yeah. level, right? And mm-hmm. So
1: a lot of people are out here thinking they're making conscious decisions, but. It's really your subconscious that's out here moving on, on your behalf mm. and you're not even aware so there's a lot of people that are asleep out here
0: I'm gonna pull this book up because people. I'm looking at the book right now that's changed my entire existence with mm-hmm. all that this oh
1: this. somebody this is just the one. me about that yeah yeah it's not Eagles it's Madison so
0: good this is attached, the one yeah, attached yeah. by Amir I think it's Levine mm-hmm. yes and Rachel yeah. Heller yeah it's so good it's all about that whole Attachment thing styles, so, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're gonna, this is my last dating question. We'll have so many. We, we have to get to some other stuff. Yeah. I feel like when you commit and marry, not to say that you are to marry your person's like traumas in a sense, but as a whole, you are you kind of committing and to do. that as well. So, yeah. can you kind of speak to that? How does one go about that in a non codependent route, but in like a healthy, healed, I guess, mm. communicative so,
1: route? Right, right, right. So, there's this thing with attachment styles where it's like people say that the quickest way to get to an earned secure attachment, which is like if you have an unhealthy attachment style, like anxious, avoiding, or disorganized, you work your way by healing to an earned secure attachment, which is the ideal attachment style. They say the quickest way to do that is to get in a relationship with someone that's secure because they will love you in a way that's secure and then you'll learn what secure love looks like, right? So what I'm basically trying to get at is that When you're in a relationship with someone that may have an unhealthy attachment style or may have some unhealthy tendency, the way that you can help and support is by loving them in a way that shows them what secure love looks like. So not always giving them that reassurance when they need it, if they're anxious, but then maybe talking them through what they're actually feeling and helping Mm -hmm. them to identify. But also you want to be careful to not play therapist because you're not a therapist and you don't need to be their therapist. They need to get in therapy. So it's giving reassurance, but not always giving reassurance if it's somebody that's anxious, helping them to talk through some of those things. Because sometimes we need reassurance in our relationship just because we need reassurance.
0: But sometimes it's
1: really just your anxiety is flaring up. Okay, why is it flaring up? Because I'm just going to a party, bro. Like, I'm going to be back. (laughs) So what's What's going on, bro? Like, let's talk about that. Like, why you feel so anxious about me just going to a party, right? And sometimes, like, for us, that may be dealing with that attachment style, we're not even aware that it's anxiety. We just feel like it's disrespect. You're going to a party like and I told leaving, you not to go. Right. You know what I'm and saying? I mean, like, you're leaving
0: me here by myself. You're going out. Right. I, I have an anxious attachment style too. I mm-hmm. had one working towards it here, but yeah. yeah.
1: So that's yeah. one of the big things for sure. So loving somebody in a secure way, if it's an avoidant person and they just want to be to themselves, figuring out maybe little ways in which y'all can be more intimate and Mm -hmm. showing them that you're not having to prove that you're reliable, but just being reliable. Because a lot of times what avoiding people have a fear of is rejection. So the reason why they don't want to be intimate is that every time I'm intimate with somebody, they don't show up for me. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want to be more intimate with anybody else because I don't want to be rejected anymore. And so for someone that's dealing with that, it's just be reliable. Don't feel like you have to take everything on your own. You don't have to always be reliable, but Showing them that you're going to be there, right? Like a lot of this really boils down to reassurance, but reassuring the needs of that person. So an avoidant needs reassurance that you're not going to reject them. An anxious needs reassurance that you're not going to abandon
0: Abandon them. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? But you also have to be careful, like I keep saying, of not becoming that person's crutch. And every single time, yeah, I'm going to reassure you. Yeah, I'm going to reassure you. Yeah, I'm going to reassure you. No, sometimes I need to just sit down and talk through it. And right. You don't need to be given reassurance. They need to figure out a way that they can reassure themselves. And that mm-hmm. comes with reframing and having these kind of conversations. Um, it's kind of
0: like be empathetic, but it, it's a slippery slope. It's a yeah, you
1: don't want it. to slide into becoming that person's crutch. And you don't want it to turn into you just arguing all the time about the same thing over and over and over again. So I would say couples therapy, and individual therapy is the best route to go. Give reassurance and help out however you can, but also get in therapy for sure
0: hmm My next question was, how do we still hold people accountable for their negative actions, but still have empathy? But that really yeah. is kind of the same thing in a sense.
1: Right. So like acknowledging what they're doing and letting them know how you feel about it while still being empathetic. Are we talking about specifically relationships or just in general? No,
0: now we can open it up. I would yeah. say that once you start hurting yourself, or once you start kind of slipping on your own stuff, that's right. when I think you can realize that the line is kind of crossed. Like that, you know.
1: Exactly, right? Like so you're you are always that's, feeling
0: it. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely way. right. You need to be checking in with yourself. That's one of the big things I didn't mention. How do you feel about the approaches that you're taking? How do you feel about where you're at? What is your capacity at? All of these will give you insight on what your approach should be. If we're talking about specifically like dealing with like people that have unhealthy attachment styles and how to love them. In terms of like holding people accountable, accountability can hurt. For some people, because a lot of people don't like being held accountable for stuff, but mm-hmm. I think it's important, especially when people do us wrong, to have that kind of conversation. And don't be demonstrative about it and be super critical, but just be aware of how you feel and, and communicate that effectively. I feel like this as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple standard format that people can use when they go through like conversations with people have like an issue with something that they may have done instead mm-hmm. of just saying. You did this to me, right? Because that's super accusatory, and that can lead to like arguments right. and people being defensive. It's I feel this. I do. I like,
0: yes, like, I feel this way, and I want to talk to you about this. And and if you love that person, you don't want them to feel that way. So you're, you're gonna right. figure out how to
1: right, whether it be agreeing to disagree or whatever the case may be. Right, like y'all are gonna be able to have a much healthier conversation, hopefully if you communicated that way. And then we get into the conversation that some people think feelings over logic and your feelings don't really matter. And logically, this is what actually happened. that goes into my my
0: next question then. It was one of your episodes, but you were telling the lady that masculinity is draining. So that brings me to this one guy. He basically said, I'm always there for everybody else, but like, who's going to be there for me? But it's Mm -hmm. someone who definitely wasn't avoidant, but that was a very vulnerable thing for him to say, definitely break that down. And what did you mean by masculinity being draining?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. smiling because I'm still learning so much about masculine energy, feminine energy, masculinity, femininity, all these labels that we put on these things. Right? I think right. society's definition of masculinity is super draining. Right? Got to be a man's man. You got to be strong. You got to take care of all the things. Got to be protector, <laughs> provider. Mm-hmm. You got to be on top of things, stay organized, and stay militant. Yo, I'm good, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm all the way good off of that. I need to be that in certain situations. But being that 24-7 is draining as fuck. Because I'm a guy, right? Like, I know how it feels. No guy is going to sit here and tell me that being strong all the time, having to be the protective provider, having to be super organized, having to be militant, having to stay on top of all these different facets of things, having to lead all the time is not draining. No man's going to tell me that that's not draining. So that's why I say society's definition of masculinity is very draining. But when you open it up and really understand what it means to be a comprehensive man, as Jason Wilson says, right, or divine masculine, as other people will say, Mm -hmm. is you really understand that there's other aspects to being a man, to being masculine, outside of just what society labels as masculine, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Jason Wilson said this as well, like, As men, we need to learn to be everything and anything that we need to be at any given moment. We can't just always label ourselves as one thing or maybe five things or 10 things, right? So my label changes whenever it needs to, right? I'm Mm -hmm. nurturing when I need to talk to my girl about something she's going through, right? I'm a protector when we out on the street. I'm a provider when I'm at work.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: You get what I'm saying? So my label can change, change
0: it and, and I can give...
1: flow in the different energies and mm-hmm. things that I need to be.
0: It's Not just simply black and white.
1: Right. When I'm just, oh, black and white, this is what I need to be,
0: that shit is draining as hell. Yeah. I
1: got to be organized all the time. Like mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to chill. I don't want to be the masculine man that, you know, everybody wants mm-hmm. you to be. Like, right. I want to be punching walls and having all these anger pent up and all these different things. Like, nah, I'm good off of that, bro. And that's why a lot of times us as men, we have all these problems that we dealing with, mental health, because we don't got no
0: release. No Y'all are problem. operating in that at work, and right. then you come home, whether it's your girl, whether it's your homies, whatever, and you're still operating in that leader, I guess, um, perspective and stuff like that. We, so it's like, right. when do you get to chill. release and just chill? Right.
1: Never. And a lot of men just go throughout their whole life just crying, bro. get up, yeah. grind Grinding for my fence. <laughs>
0: like, run for your life. L- right. I'm, like, hey, I'm hustling, Twitter. i you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know what I'm saying? No, nah,
1: team, yeah. no, team no sleep. Team no sleep, baby. You Not know what I'm saying? I'm working on my dreams. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a billionaire. I don't know about y'all. Y'all sleeping yeah. I'm up <laughs> 2 a.m. All these toxic beliefs. Like, bro, I'm good. I'm going to get It's like,
0: who is this for? Truly. Right. Like, who is this really for?
1: Like, why are you doing all this, bro? I get it. Some of us is like, really have great work ethic. But we need to know when we need to turn that on sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to turn it off bro so that you can be able to turn it on whenever you want Mm -hmm. and you can't turn it on whenever you want if you have it on all the time bro Mm -hmm. you're gonna get drained you're gonna get burnt out trust Mm -hmm. and believe me i have great work ethic but i get drained i have my moment i'm like bro i'm good i ain't doing shit today.
0: yeah
1: i'm not doing a damn thing because i'm feeling like i'm getting to a point where i'm getting burnt out so before Mm -hmm. i even get there i'm just gonna relax i'm gonna play some games I might call the bros, you know what I'm saying? I might watch a game, I might watch a movie, I might just eat some pizza, you know, I might just watch some YouTube. I'm just gonna chill, but I ain't gonna be this masculine man and grinding 24-7 all day, every day. That is Mm -hmm. too much. I'm answering emails all day at work. Then I gotta get off of work, come and answer more emails and answer comments and DMs and Mm -hmm. set up Instagram lives and podcast episodes and all. Bro, if I was doing that 24-7, bro, that's wild. would have never had no expressions of Black man. Yeah. Ever. Because I quit a long time ago. And mm-hmm. then that's when I realized, like, yo, this definition of what people say is masculinity really is trash. Like, I'm good off that. I'm
0: not good. Right. That. I feel not. like a lot of men do find their value in, like, those accolades, you know, and how much yeah. they have and how hard they work. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like they miss so much, I think, life by trying to climb up this ladder, get to whatever this places. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it's very difficult. So I'll say this. Money matters. We're never going to have a conversation about money and, not, and pretend like it doesn't matter. It matters. Where we go wrong is we make it the end all be all for our character and how we feel about ourselves. Oh, I ain't got no money. I'm trash. I got money. I'm lit. That's literally what it is. And then the people that got money and they lit be depressed. The people that think they trash because they don't got money be depressed. And we just all sit in here depressed. Some of us have money and some of us don't depression don't discriminate don't matter if you got money or not the reason why i'm saying that is because i just had a video where we're talking about money and i am saying money is one dimension of the six i say six most people say five dimensions of wellness that we need to be focusing on Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so there's six dimensions right Mm -hmm. and we get focused on the financial there's spiritual there's physical there's mental there's emotional and then there's social and we get focused on financial financial becomes the entire thing for us
0: that's gonna be a good ass post. Put into perspective, like for real, for real.
1: When you look at it like this, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if I was walking around here with just one <laughs> finger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you laugh. I'm so serious. That's really what it be for a lot of men. Like, we just come out here, just one finger. I got yes. my finances.
0: Like, they're wondering why I'm not. They're not connecting with women, but it's because you've been focused on this one thing. That's all
1: you've been doing your whole life, and now you got a, a six figure job, but you don't know how to communicate. Yeah. Like, you can't hold a conversation with a woman for more than 20 minutes. 20 minutes seems like a lot for you. Right. Like, a 20-minute face-to-face conversation with a woman, you are terrified. But you got six figures, though, so you wouldn't, I guess. (laughs) And this is the problem that we have in our community. Mm -hmm. It's like, work yourself to six figures, and everything will open up. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm saying it this way so people can understand. Money is not going to change your character. If you were lame, if you were an asshole, if you were messed up to people before money... You're gonna be the same way after money, bro. Kind
0: of like That's people, when people pledge. I'm a Delta, but like I've just been, been in the Greek world. It's like if, if you was this before, you still that. after. Listen,
1: don't get me in trouble. All <laughs> but them three letters, them three letters that people get. Listen, bro, that ain't gonna change you. All it's gonna do is give you more. Power. Just putting
0: stuff on you. It's putting stuff yeah. on you, but nothing in you.
1: Ooh,
0: ooh, okay, quote <laughs> it, okay, clip it.
1: Not guilty though. Seriously, though, nah, damn, that's fire. That's really what it is, though. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just keep on stacking accolades on top of a faulty foundation. Yeah. If you don't have no foundation as a human, as, like, characters and values and morals and and codes and principles that you stand on and you get to six figures and you think that all of a sudden that this whole thing that you built up is going to stand, it's not, bro. That's why you get mad when anybody talks about your hairline or whatever (laughs) because you're still insecure. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie, I had that moment the other day. I was on TikTok. Damn, I ain't gonna lie, that kind of hurt me. We all have our insecurities, but that shit hurt yeah. me. Yeah, right? and men
0: in their hair, their hairlines, haircuts, it's got a touchy subjects.
1: I was like, damn, I got some work to do. Somebody saw my post and he was like, damn, bro. All your they
0: commented.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm gonna say right now. He said, damn, bro, that hairline leaning with three laughing emojis. I said, fuck, that's crazy. <laughs> I said, damn, that's what you got out of this, bro. I was hurting. I went on his page. I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm about to cut his with ass, Put the fire, bro.
0: fire his ass yeah, up.
1: Yeah, I was like, you know what, bro? Come on, baby. What you doing? <laughs> now I know you hurt because you on his right. page. Right. I just responded to him. I said, male pattern baldness, which is what it is, right? This is uh-huh. what we go through, right? Mm-hmm. I said, it's the early stages of male pattern baldness, bro. It ain't nothing I could do about it. He just liked it and kept it pushing, right? Mm-hmm. But if I go back and forth with him, now we going back and forth.
0: Yeah. I
1: guarantee you if I said to, something about to
0: Hurtman, him, you heard over the you hairline. He heard over whatever he heard about going right, back and forth right
1: guarantee you if I go and I insult him now we having a battle.
0: That TikTok wouldn't look comments. too nice
1: under the you know what I'm saying? black man. And paint. it's not even about that. Right. It's just about the fact that we don't really communicate effectively. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he's telling a joke. He could be trying to hurt me, but I don't think he thinks that it's going to hurt me. I don't even think mm-hmm. that he thinks that I'm going to see it. He's just commenting. Right. So why do I need to then take that, internalize that and then fire off something hurtful back mm-hmm. at him? Bro? What mm-hmm. am I doing that for? Right. Mm-hmm. And it told me something about myself. I'm like, damn, bro, you really are sensitive about your hairline. Because I'm sitting here looking at my hairline in the mirror and shit. I'm like, damn, bro. Is <laughs> my hairline really messed up? Like, yo.
0: And I realized, like, bro, you good. But You, you know right what I'm so saying? We have to do, an- do another episode. Yeah, that's can. a whole nother conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Literally.
1: It is. it is. We're insecure about a lot of different things, and we don't understand that. And so when people trigger us with those things, we just go off into, like,
0: yeah, angry
1: I'm angry. I'm about to violate you now.
0: Yeah. Like, you
1: talk about my hairline, now I'm violating you. Now I'm violating you. Right, like we they say on the it's
0: street.
1: This is how people get killed because we don't know how to manage and deal with our emotions. I, mm-hmm. I got that comment. I was hurt. Don't get me wrong. And I mm-hmm. knew I was hurt though. And that's the difference. A lot of us don't even know we're hurting. And then yeah. that hurt just be anger. I was hurt, mm-hmm. and I didn't go into anger. I'm a violate. I went into, you know what? <sighs> Let me process this. Do you even have like a count, count to ten
0: system, or do you have like I, I meditated I a two for a days? Okay, I have a two days counts ten.
1: Mm-hmm. I meditated by doing a little belly breathing. I affirm myself. I checked my hairline. I looked at my haircut. I'm like, bro, your haircut look good, bro.
0: You good. Right. Like, you fine.
1: You're straight, bro. Like
0: relax. After you went to his page, though, but it's okay. After, yeah, You know what I'm saying? You got a little
1: toxicity. It's all yes, good. You sprinkle oh a little toxicity God. on top of it, but it's all yes. good. But I really affirmed myself and told myself that I was good. I spoke to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that helped me to get to a point where I realized, like, yo, bro, it ain't that. It's
0: people it's always that. like say affirmations, affirmations are corny, or they're this, they're that, or even just like people that I say that just have never done. journal. Look at how, how I am spiritually. Like, if I'm armed, like if whether if I'm listening to a gospel song in the morning, whether it's a sermon, whether it's affirmations or journal, it's like I'm armed for the day. So anything that comes at me, I've already have my perspective. I know who I am. I mm. know whose I am. So it's like mm. nothing can get to me. But those times when, when I'm not armed. I'm ready to pop off, too, for affirmations and all that stuff is really for?
1: Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah.
0: But we'll end it here because it's a good Mm -hmm. no, and we'll do part Mm -hmm. two. I always end um, with my guests letting me know, like, what brings them peace of mind? It could be, like, anything. But what Mm -hmm. has been bringing you peace of mind as of lately? Take it wherever you want to take it.
1: Mm -hmm. Peace of mind man. breathing. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say breathing is because I do belly breathing meditation when I wake up. I uh, do five minutes of meditation where I just breathe in, expand my diaphragm, my belly, and then breathe out. And mm. I do that for five minutes. I try to focus on my breathing. So that brings me peace of mind. Going to the gym, working out, that definitely brings me peace of mind. Mm. Talking to my girl, that brings she me peace, of peace mind. She is your peace. It's very cliche, you know, people say that and it's a cute thing to say, but it really is.
0: Let I- me ask you this. So how did she provide that safe space for you? like? In this new phase of y'all, could you see that mm, that was, so, you know, mm-hmm. like tangibly? And I'm asking as a, a woman who would be trying to provide that space for somebody else. Right, 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 right,
1: well. Right, right, you want the jams, okay? She listens and she reaffirms, right? And so listening to us and understanding us, those are the two things, right? Because you can listen but not understand, right? So oh man, damn, okay, I'm coming up with blueprint right now. It's three mm. three things, right? Listening, understanding, and implementing. Mm. Right. So you got to go through all of those things, kind of sort of right. So you listen, give us a space to speak. The work doesn't stop there. The work continues by understanding what's actually going on. That could be directly or indirectly. Right. This is why you need to be in tune with yourself and also have a high level of emotional intelligence. Right. Because I could be telling you one thing, but underneath there's something completely different. Right. Damn, babe. I really miss you. And I can't believe that this happened. blah blah it could be that I miss you. It could be that, you know, I need some reassurance. It could be that I want to spend more time. It could be a variety of different things. And a lot of these things you start learning as you understand a person more too. So
0: don't try and get it right. You know -hmm. what I'm saying?
1: Don't try and get it right off the bat.
0: Everyone you date is going to be different.
1: Right, right. But listening initially and offering a space and where that person can express and you not judge, but also reinforce, like reaffirm, like, nah, you good. Like, You got it. Believing in that person and really supporting them and what they do. That is what really has got us to a point where like we both are each other's piece, because I know if I go to her with something, it ain't going nowhere. And I know that she's also going to listen and support me and give me some good insight and feedback. And Mm -hmm. same with her. If she comes to me with something she knows that I'm going to do the same thing, right? So we have to both do those things, right? We have to actively do that, actively listen, right? And I take notes on my girl. like,
0: mm. And I know
1: she takes notes I on me. I team. be
0: taking notes, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? Like, taking notes is very, very important. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you that that's No,
0: cool. literally, I kind of thought yeah. to myself, I do do that, but I was like, is it me being, like, not, like, obsessive, but just wanting this so bad or, like, wanting to make this make it's sense so bad? But it's and,
1: like... Let me tell you I something. I just want right? to
0: remember and know like, who this man is. Because you care, which yeah. is something
1: that you should. If you're interested in somebody and you care, there's nothing wrong with taking notes.
0: That's so all. interesting. I've never told yeah. nobody that. And I just told yeah. the whole pod, but yeah.
1: No, no, no. There's yeah. nothing wrong with taking notes. I think we should normalize it, honestly, right? Like take notes on your person. I love right? that. Right? It's not stalking them, it's taking notes so that you understand what's going on. Let me ask you this right now. I'm going to make you feel a lot more comfortable with it once I explain this to you, right? Let's say you had a work meeting. Your manager is telling you all these different things that need to get done next week for a presentation. Are you going to take notes during that meeting? Yeah. Why?
0: I'm trying to do a good job and keep my job.
1: Right. Like, exactly. Right. Because I'm trying it matters. To
0: excel. Yeah. Right. Not even to keep it ma- it. I'm trying to be the best at it.
1: Because it matters to you. Right.
0: Right. It matters.
1: So you'll take notes for work, but you wouldn't take notes for a person that could potentially be your partner for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? And most people, Mm. men included, when they're asked, I think this was actually a study that was done on men. When they're asked whether they'd rather have a successful marriage or a successful work life, I think most men chose a successful marriage. So that goes Mm. to show that we do care heavily about marriage, family, all these different things. So if we care that much about it and we would take notes at work, why wouldn't you take notes about your partner and what's going on with that? You get what I'm saying? So don't ever feel no type of way about taking notes. You should be taking notes. That is such a small thing to do. You get what I'm saying? That you shouldn't even feel uncomfortable about doing that at all. I'm not hearing about women taking notes. So this is refreshing for me. This is refreshing to hear that that's something that you do. Thanks
0: for sharing that. that. And I'm sure other people do the same thing. They just haven't said that or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that really made me be like, okay, like I'm not tripping with that. I really No, you're not.
1: You know what? Guys have these kind of conversations all the time where like when we see a woman and we identify certain like characteristics or certain things like we're like oh yeah she's a wife. Like we know off you may not be a wife for us but you know for what me. I'm saying like characteristics mm-hmm. we're like mm-hmm. okay she's a wife. Any guy that hears about a woman that's taking notes he's going to attribute that to a wife characteristic. Mm-hmm. That is not a bad thing to do at all. That mm-hmm. puts you in a different category in men's eyes that are healed or healing. Anybody that has a problem with that is probably just
0: Mm -hmm. need some work. Not even with men, even like with friends and stuff like that. Like, why do you care that much? Yeah,
1: nah. We got a lot of friends that end up giving us like horrible dating advice. I'll say this, right? This is a precursor that you should ask yourself before taking any advice. Do I want to be where this person is?
0: Ooh.
1: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to be where that person is, I'm good off the advice, bro. I'm good. Keep that. That is fair. You know what I'm saying? If you are not where I've been or you're where not going. where I wanna be, then I'm good, bro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we got a lot of friends that's in failed relationships, failing relationships, failed relationships.
0: Lots of projecting. And, they, and
1: they're just like, yeah, man, that man, that dude don't love you. He's just gonna blah, blah. Or that girl, she's just gonna cheat. Old oh, woman like this, old oh, mm-hmm. man like this, blah, blah. Anytime I hear all, I'm like, incorrect. Right. There's no all of anything.
0: To nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's an absolute. You we mm-hmm. can't use absolutes in front of demographics.
0: We're dealing with human beings. Like, there is right. no black. There is no white. Like, we are in this gray space. It's all
1: gray. It's but all no, gray.
0: People want to make things make sense. You know what I'm saying?
1: I had this, like, not a debate, but anytime I talk about generalizations and I say generalizations aren't good for us, people say, well, we need to generalize because we have to generalize groups of people so that you can be able to study and understand generalizations are important for the human brain. and blah. I get that, right? We're going to make generalizations in certain mm-hmm. situations. The generalizations that are negative, that aren't helpful say this entire demographic is one way that they may not be that leads to you not associating with them because of that so like let's say this right all women are evil all women cheat all men cheat
0: all men now as a
1: right all men (laughs) lie now as a result when you see men or you're in a relationship with men right you're like man he could be lying anyway all men cheat anyway Oh, man, lie anyway. That's your yeah, expectation the, now. Yeah, and the way that based you show up is going to be
0: different based off that right. like, you're going to show exactly. up differently. Yeah, and I believe like what you put out, like that's what you're going to get. And even with without mm-hmm. even saying it, just like if you think that, that shit will really happen, like yeah, good or yeah. bad.
1: Yeah, you know, that's you, one of the laws of, of the attraction. universe. Law of attraction. Yeah, manifestation is very real. What you it's... speak and what you say and what you think all are true and will mm-hmm. come into fruition. Mm -hmm. If you continue to go down that path, that's why it's important to speak and think positivity and make sure that you put out positivity in the world, Mm because that's the law of reciprocity.
0: Mm -hmm. More
1: positivity that you put out, the more
0: more you're going to get,
1: the more you're going
0: to
1: get. So, yeah, man, people got to tap in with the laws. Be very aware of what it is that you're saying, what you're speaking, what you're putting around yourself. That's why I talk about the content that we consume on social media and what it is that you're consuming on a daily basis. I
0: hate the men ain't shit because I have brothers and I've seen them go through things and end like I've seen how, like, what they're actually going through, how that manifests with girls or, or, you know, in different situations. So I understand Mm -hmm. like the reason behind why this girl might have felt this, that point, not to say that my brothers were right in what they are doing, but there's always like a reason behind why someone is how they are, Act why they're actually the they yeah. what they are. Some people can say, okay, that's could be used as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And one could say, if you want to work with that person, like it's something to work through. So it's right. still a thin line between that too. But yeah.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll say this. I think in our culture, we've gotten to the point where it's so easy to just condemn people that that's all we do. We just go online. We just looking for people to condemn,
0: mm-hmm. and we just
1: looking for things to be wrong and for things to disagree with, so that we can so leave weird. our yeah. critical comments and criticize and all these different things. I see it on the page all the time. Yeah, that's up one word. You say one thing that somebody doesn't agree with, the whole message and they just go,
0: to go off of into it. a whole tangent. You know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> right. I'll give you this perfect example. Um, I put up a post the other day that I, uh, I want my girl to cook and clean, but I also want her to have a mind. Right. And I mm-hmm. want to be able to support her. I want her to have dreams and goals and aspirations, blah, blah. blah. And I went on this yes. whole thing talking about how I want to support her. I want to make sure that she has goals and dreams. And I want to make sure that I can help her to achieve those things. And I got comments like, well, I hope you're cooking and cleaning too. Because if she's the only one that's cooking and cleaning, then that's very stressful on her. I'm just like, bro, I just said I wanted to support her. How am I going to be supporting her if she's only cooking and cleaning? Right. I just said I want her to have dreams. But I also have to understand that there's certain things that are triggers in our community, and certain things that you say people start light bulbs start coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And people don't understand the type of person that I am, so they don't know that that would never be in my character to do have my girl doing that anyway. But mm-hmm. it just goes to show that that's how people think on social media, right? You can hear an entire message, but focus in on, on the one thing, thing that, that you did feel not like, like, right? You feel like it's wrong, right? And so for me, I'm just like, yo, bro, listen. It is what it is. I'm not on here to prove myself to anybody. And I just keep it pushing. I don't allow people's views of me to change how I feel about myself. And that's one of the things I definitely had to grow into. Because when I first started social media and this journey and building followers. I
0: know those comments are crazy.
1: Bruh. It's God, so crazy I like people
0: that. are like a uh, it's called something but, like people are like attracted to like the mm-hmm. negative news negative everything like
1: why do you think remember? they got all these like murder pages that just post about murders and shootings and killings yeah. and you got all these like news outlets that just always posting about drama and gossip mm-hmm. and just all it's you another
0: form it. of escapism honestly and people mm-hmm. like that's what that really is cuz it's like if i can talk about show reality i don't have to like I don't have to deal mine. with mine.
1: Yeah. yeah, so I deal with my escapism by playing mm-hmm. games. Just play Video
0: games, games.
1: Mm-hmm. Or I play, or I watch a movie, mm-hmm. and then I empathize with the character. I'm like, damn, bro, you going through that, bro? Damn, that's tough.
0: Bro. Like that's crazy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> damn, man. Yeah. Could it be me? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm probably going through something similar or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, right? But I'm escaping by listening to or uh, watching a movie. So
0: yeah, they talk like a fun. lot of shit about people who play games, but that's one of the healthier coping mechanisms. If we're being yeah. honest, you know you a lot
1: yeah, there's a lot of women that don't understand games. That's the problem, right? Like a lot of women think a man playing games is problematic. Like that means that he's immature or whatever the kids may be. Mm-hmm. Because or that he he's like trick- in his
0: room, like you yeah. know, Call of Duty yelling All at
1: little yeah. White
0: Boys that are screaming the right. N word like what? <laughs> you tapped in. That's how I know. My, my brother.
1: Yeah. 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 You tapped in for sure. Nah. But seriously, a lot of women don't even know about that. Like the Call of Duty and the white boy. They go hard. That's nah. Hilarious. They go. They go crazy. Yeah. So for real, like, I'm just gonna say this, man. Like any man that's playing games, that doesn't give you enough indication of his character for you to say that you don't want to be with. Him.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: why when I see stuff online, but like, I can never be with a man that plays the game. I'm like,
0: it's like, why are you playing games? You should be out there getting money. It's like, bro, what if he was just doing that and came home to his bro,
1: just games? to chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't play games all the time. I barely play games. When I want to play games, I want to play some games, bro. I'm running an entire platform on top and, and, of. And bunch you have a, things, five,
0: right? and cool.
1: have a nine oh, to five, right? And I have a nine to five. So when I want to play thirty minutes of some games, whether it be Fortnite, Battlefield, whatever the case may be. I think I deserve that. Right. And this is where we tie it back to the masculine. Right. Because a lot of times the reason why people get so upset about men playing games is because when we're playing games, we're in our Mm -hmm. childlike form. We're really in tune with our inner child at that point. Like that's our inner child getting to play and chill for 30 minutes out of the 24 hours of the day. You get what I'm saying? And so that doesn't fit under the protect, provide. Take care of everything. Still mm-hmm. ball, ball. What? You playing mm-hmm. games? You're not protecting the provider right now. What well, you I think doing?
0: I have been around men who like they literally just smoked and played games all day. Like I think oh, that's no. No, no, I think no. that's the yeah. vision yeah. of what women have. Cause we have those people too. Yeah. They just their homeboys. It's like they already graduated college or didn't go or whatever, and they just still are yeah. on like that. I'm, so yeah. But it's like, no, that's not always the case.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you broke that down because I'm not gonna sit here and defend that at all. I don't I hate smoking and playing games, get it together. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro.
0: On a whole Wednesday, like, that's what they're doing. Nah, I've no, seen no, 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 no. it. No,
1: No, come on, bro. <laughs> Let's get it together. Let's get you right. That's, that's not... because a
0: negative a negative yeah. way of escaping. Yeah. That's
1: not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a man that needs a little self-care time that's coming off of doing a bunch of different things. You know what, man? I'm, I want to play a couple games before I go and do more work.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? Like, I just want to give this 30 to 40 minutes to myself to decompress bro mm-hmm. and playing games is really escapism like, I don't have to be in my reality for 30 minutes I can be in this this fantasy world in this virtual reality for 30 to 40 minutes and not have to think about all of my responsibilities
0: because mm-hmm. boys, do I being, have a better lot better than being yeah. like, in, like inebriated or you know like Whoa, it's, it's way better, better than, than that. that that is so true man this has been I know like a conversation I actually there. have therapy in like 15 minutes which is oh, wild okay. Yeah. okay but um Thank you so much. Definitely part of you. Please tell the people where to find you, like all, anything you want to say, all the things, yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So you guys can find me at Express Yourself Black Man on all social media platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. And we have two free webinars coming out. So the first webinar, that's this weekend on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on Healing Father Wounds. But if anybody's listening to this and they're like, damn, man, I wish I was able to attend that, you could send me a DM and we could figure something out. Mm-hmm. The second webinar is on Saturday. That's on the 25th, June 25th. Um, It's going to be talking about how to find a Black therapist. Mm, um so, so good. those are two webinars. Those are high in demand, in my opinion, because we've had over 100 people register mm. um, for both of those. Father Wounds webinar has over 200 people registered at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely, definitely tap in, follow us on all platforms. Um, And then also join Safe Haven if you're interested in like low cost therapy, joining that wait list. And also like that free medical concierge service that finds doctors and books appointments on your behalf. Black doctors, by the way. And that's also Mm -hmm. free, by the way. So that's part of the Safe Haven membership on top of daily polls, affirmations, all these different things. So we're giving men a space to really be vulnerable, be comfortable with each other so that we can really heal, man. Because a lot of us don't have spaces where we feel comfortable. Talking about what it is that we're dealing with. And um, mm-hmm. that can lead to us having all these like pent up emotions and feelings about stuff and not really knowing where to go to. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what Safe Haven is for the guys, man. Um, and we yes. have all these like community forums, live podcast episodes, events like watch parties on sports and that personal finance group in there. So yeah, it's really.
0: Oh, watch um, party that's dope that is so yeah, dope yeah yeah it yeah. don't it's,
1: always gotta be about me
0: right
1: you know I'm, I'm not trying to drill y'all about depression like, and that, you know? and, i want it to be chill
0: yeah. like self-help fatigue is like a thing it really is because it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like when do you like stop healing and start living you know like you know right. it. Right. In a sense. right So
1: right no that's absolutely yeah. true yeah no you're absolutely right so yeah that, that's where people can find us the link is in my bio for everything on, on instagram Yeah, man. I hope this. I hope this episode helps somebody for real.
0: Was such a good episode. Was crazy. I was supposed to say this earlier, but um, if I'm talking to a new guy, whatever, and I see that they like follow you as well, I'm always like, that's Mm. a great, that's a green flag. If I'm that's an
1: indicator
0: for you. Wow. If it's a a mutual, I'm like, oh snap! Like at least you took somewhat of a step, and I know like where your head is if you're following Mm. a page like this. Wow. I came across like two honestly, and I'm like, okay.
1: That's very Get interesting. Black. Wow. God, yeah. I that yes. That definitely made my day. I appreciate it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So thank you so much. I'll hit you up. We'll do this again, like maybe in like, two months or so, but.
1: Okay. We could probably yes. even do it before then. So okay. It depends on what your schedule looks like. So let cool. me know.
0: Cool. All right. Perfect. Have a good evening.
1: All right. You too. Okay, Have a good bye. therapy session.
0: Yes. Bye-bye. Okay.